Hello everyone, you're listening to America Meditating Radio. We collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts on demand 24-7. I'm Sister Jenna, host of the syndicated America Meditating Radio. Join us as we talk one-on-one with leading experts who answer life's most compelling questions. Because in a world of uncertainty, we need answers right here, right now. America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life. Who are you? Let me just ask you that again. Who are you? foundation of a good relationship with intentions and goals is keeping in mind that the primary aim of setting and working towards those goals is to feel the way you want to feel. The external things we want to have and do and experience, those are your secondary goals, all of which will get you back to the whole cosmic point, experiencing your core desired feelings. Here's 
the diamond of it all. Knowing how you actually want to feel is the most potent form of clarity that you can have. And generating those feelings is the most powerfully creative thing that you can do with your life. It is your birthright to have your desires fulfilled. Every desire is a prayer. Desire is the underpinning of manifestation. Meditating Radio. That was our wonderful sister and friend and kindred spirit, the incredible Danielle Laporte, Desires Divine. Wonderful meditation, isn't it? Great way for us to recognize the power in our thinking and the power of these times, how these times are actually inviting you and me and 7.2 billion of us in the world to recognize that whatever I think say and do impacts the collective. And if each and every one of us were to accept that responsibility, I think that the world would be a better place. And I think we would stop the blame game, the separation game, the hate game, by just really checking, what am I going through? What am I thinking? What is this thought about? What am I feeling? We're looking forward to rolling out the Pause for Peace Meditation RV in the DMV. And hopefully it'll extend even more around the country. So do call the Meditation Museum at 301-588-0144 if you'd like some more information on bringing the meditation to your space. Everyone's been quite excited about it. There's going to be master classes, Zumba, yoga, um, Dr. Ivy Hilton, an opera expert, her vibronics. Uh, We'll have guests from all around, from the Michael Beckwiths, Marianne Williamson, Deepak Chopra's, all of our friends will be stopping in, uh, parking it up, doing a really beautiful, powerful class. So stay tuned for lots of update on that on our, our free app, Pause for Peace, and on the America Meditating website, as well as the Meditation Museum. Today gives me great privilege to welcome our guest, Nicola Jackman, who is a Zimbabwean-born Southern African world-traveling story weaver, performing hardest and thrive coach. Nicola passionately supporting folks to thrive and live the joyfully, wonder-filled lives of their dreams. Innovative and courageous, she's the co-creator of the successful not-for-profit, the Upliftment Program, actively enthusing emotional wellness programs nationwide since 2004. Her latest co-creation is the remarkable SOUL Soul Circus, inspiring active citizens to work together and support the world to thrive. This project launched in October of 2019 
and is the start of her other new co-creation, the brand-new real TV show, Thrivers. It's 21 Days Survivor from Survivor, a brand-new docu-series set to hit the screen this year. We welcome Nicola Jackman to the air. Nicola, thank you for joining us today, and I can't wait to hear all the good stuff that you're up to. Oh, thank you so much, Sister Dr. Jenna. I feel so honored to be able to talk to you right now from a farm in KwaZulu-Natal in South Africa, and I love that That's... technology gives that honor. <laughs> Isn't that something? There was a time when we would actually send our notice through smoke signals and on donkeys and on horses, <laughs> and now, you know, here we are, just like Zoom me up, you know, Skype me, and, and in a second we're together. <laughs> I love it. I well, love these times. Yeah. How are you feeling about these times, Nicola? I mean, are you kind of, uh, do you ever have moments of concern or fear, or are you just uh, just aware, look, I don't have time for waste up. I'm here to move the, the story forward. Like, how are you feeling about these times? You know, I feel, I think this is why I play with the name Story Weaver. I feel that all the stories that we are currently holding in our world right now are very fascinating. They are, if I choose to tune into one thread, then I can feel obviously the intensity in some of them and the pain and the suffering. That despair can be a bit heavy. But at the same time, um, when I see the whole tapestry, I can see how many there are of us. You know, they, they, it just the seven days of rest and radiant diversity was the start of this year was a perfect living example of just hundreds of different movements that are uniting all of these movers and shakers that are such a huge stand for peace and love and joy to grow in our planet. And I'm inspired. I'm deeply inspired. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the um, imaginal cell story, you know, that's something mm -hmm. that I always come back to. Do you know that? Do you know that one? The biologists always refer to it and when they're referring to the caterpillar and the, you know, contrasting kind of analogy of human beings and the caterpillar. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but the idea is that basically imaginal cells are born within the caterpillar at exactly the same time that the caterpillar becomes gluttonous. So, I mean, sometimes when I look at our world, I can see the gluttony and I can see the yes. the madness of, you know. But these imaginal cells just keep being born and they keep awakening each other. That's literally yes. what the biologists can see in the caterpillar. And then they start clustering together. And at that point... The, the threat that they used to be perceived as and taken out because they were a threat, like the Martin Luthers and the Bob Marleys and the JSKs, and, you know, there were many imaginal cells before us that were taken away, but now we are already clusters. And, in fact, I see that we are forming clusters of clusters, which means, you know, we, we get into that tipping point, and I'm just so grateful and I thank God every day that I can be alive and conscious in this time of change. Indeed. Indeed. I have the same <laughs> feelings because I always tell my friends, what would it be like if I was still like asleep? How would I really mm -hmm. cope with what's going on in the world today? Because it is a lot. And I think the call for many of us is to 
activate the real innate power that we were gifted or born with. I want our audience to know more about you, Nicola. And yes, I also too enjoyed the seven days of rest and and I was very glad to be a participant in it. But about you, you are involved in a lot of different things. You're a Thrive Coach, a Joy Catalyst, and Performing Hardest, which you have to tell me more about that. Tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about your per- your passionate purpose. My passionate purpose in the world right now is to support us to co-create the new story that we can move from the old survived story into truly what I believe we are here for, and that is to thrive. And one of the things that we love to, you know, toy with is just such a simple ideology that we can all integrate with is to just try and help everybody to understand if we looked at our lives and asked ourselves the question, when, when, if the oldest way used to be, I've got to win, I've got to win, I've got to win, and then it evolved a bit to mean, okay, wait, maybe somebody else can win while I win. Well, let's evolve it to the third strain and let's ensure that all wins. So I win, others win, and all things. Our world wins with the engagements and the choices and the thoughts and the things that we choose to be with in our lives. I'm mm-hmm. passionate about helping everybody to understand that it's that simple. If we could just live that way, we would be thriving. Yeah. Now, why does it seem so easy for folks like you and I to accept that as a reality and many others maybe feel more that I can only thrive if I push you back? What's your thought on that? I I feel that that still comes from pain, and I honor mm. that pain because I don't believe that we can move through this time without doing the feeling think it's through the feeling that we do the healing. I don't think we should spend too long on it. I'm very grateful for for dance, and I always encourage people, you know, move your body and feel the feelings that you need to get them out of your body so that they're no longer holding you back. I think that they, I, I do believe that we're in an accelerated wave of healing right now. So even those that feel that they have to push back, Maybe that will be a nice push for me to dance with them because engagement is engagement. <laughs> right. So what exactly is a hardest and what inspired you to become a performing hardest? Tell me what is that? I mean, what comes to mind is like a harp, but only because it rhymes. <laughs> but what is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are such an adorable human being. I just have to just celebrate you for a moment. Thank you for who Thank you, you are in this world. Thank you. <laughs> um so I think I realized very early on um, that I was going to be an actress and I loved storytelling and I loved performing and and then I realized that there was different types of performing artists and my mom used to joke with me and say that your heart is always on your sleeve and I was like, well, maybe if I can actually celebrate that and just earn that I love to have my heart in everything. I put my heart in everything. And so when I'm on stage, whether that's for a conference or a a community theater piece, it's my full heart that's there. So I'm not just an artist, so to speak. I'm a performing artist. (laughs) The heart is there. (laughs) Out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I got it. Yeah. (laughs) I feel children live that way, too, you know, and I'm very connected to my my inner child. Um, So... 
Yeah, and one of my my characters that I played for many years that I got to tour around, and she still still travels. Is in this little character called Mafrica, and um, you can hear the heart in her. If I give you the voice, you'll you'll engage with it straight away. Mafrica is from the land of Minka, and here we are all like walking trees, and we love everything <laughs> because together we can heal everything if we love everything. <laughs> mm. That's so sweet. That is so, very yeah. heartful. So when you think about a story weaver, which is a phrase that you've coined, um, the Aspen Institute has started a movement called the Weaver Movement where it basically looks at how individuals are building relationships and being more in service with one another. And I'd love mm. to hear if there's a correlation between that and a story weaver. So what would a story weaver actually do? So currently the way the story weaving works for me is to kind of engage in I don't want to say conflict resolution because I feel like it's focusing on the conflict, but in difficult places where stories aren't particularly matching, so in some corporations or in um, families even, to to help everybody to weave the stories into a tapestry that works. And then also individually, even in the coaching side, to support people to understand that it's okay, we're not pushing away the past. We don't say we don't want the past. We're saying, Mm -hmm. how can we weave that as one of the threads into the tapestry of your future, Um, but that it's no longer just one part of you, that it becomes woven into into your bigger picture. And I love that organization. I'm going to have to get all those details because I feel like we all are a bit in in the front lines, you know, all of us Mm -hmm. that are so passionate for peace. I feel like we all are story weavers. We're taking the different threads that we are connected to and the different passions that we're connected to, and we're trying to find a way that we can merge these all together so that we're stronger in in a community. I think it's an an Ethiopian proverb um, Mm -hmm. where it says it's not the one strand of the spider web that makes it strong. It's the unity of all of those strands to get in the web. Mm, beautiful. So as we, as we move into more of the unfolding of your story, and I agree with you, I, I believe that I learn a lot through listening to stories. I'm learning a lot listening just to you. And a lot of mm. that uplifts our spirit and heart, whether it's a story of tragedy or one of triumph. It still gives us insights into our own interpretation and perception of our lives and the world around us. So you've got this program called Upliftment, and you co-created that. Could you tell us about its mission and what the vision is for it? 100%. So when we started 16 years ago, um, we used to say we're uplifting the corners of all miles. Um, and it really is just, it's an emotional wellness program. So um, currently in South Africa, we have facilitators in a number of different regions, and we go into previously disadvantaged schools. So 
to schools in predominantly impoverished areas and we bring them upliftment. So in, I'll give you an example, we literally take a whole bunch of amazing Secret Sunrise headsets, um, most amazing kind of conscious dance movement that started here in South Africa that we partnered with. And everybody gets their headsets and we dance solidly with these children for an hour. And in that time that we're dancing, we're also offering to them um, affirmations and inspirations that it doesn't matter what the past is and it doesn't matter how challenging it is at home, you be the kind person you want to see in the world. Hold your friend's hands, this will dance this together because we actually united and this is the beginning of the family of the world coming together. It's literally ideas like that, just helping everybody to understand that we are the emotional connection, a lot like the meditation earlier, um, the emotional connection that is uniting us, and if we can lift it together, um, uplift the emotional state, then we'll be more innovative and inspired to come up with the rest of the solutions. Um, so our passion is literally get joy, motivate joy. We just say sharing the healing power of joy, help everybody to become the source of that. We train up a lot of volunteers and paid facilitators both. And between hospitals and schools and orphanages, we focus predominantly on the impoverished children um, and caregivers of those children. That's wonderful. That's so beautiful. That's really a beautiful story. There are millions of people around the world, uh, and they're suffering from some ailment or the other, especially depression, anxiety, and stress. Any thoughts about why this is amplifying in a time when we have so much resource at our disposal and, you know, technology that connects you across the globe in a second and we have a lot of freedom now to express ourselves and to be whatever we want to be? And why would depression, anxiety, and stress be at such an all-time high? What's holding mm -hmm. us back from our joy? There's a great loud bird outside that's speaking, and I think part of it is nature. I think I think people need to get earthed. I think there's a very scientific side that comes up for me immediately, and that is there's enough research out there to help people to understand that a lot of these anxieties and things are inflammation in the body and inflammation in the mind and grounding and earthing, physically getting your feet helps, but I also think that it's connection. Um, a deep passion for me is to help people to do a lot more face look, you know, come face to face mm -hmm. with some other humans, you know, connect with, with purpose. Uh, my top three of supporting anxiety and depression and any of the stress disorders is birthing, connection, and altruism. Find a way where you can give. And that was perfectly my my bliss. When I was in my biggest mess in my life, it was truly my bliss. Once a week, getting off my high horse of depression and getting into a hospital and making a difference for a group of children. It's actually turned on this ear, that context of, you've got to be better before you can make a difference. I kept saying to everybody, what if actually that's how I'm going to be better, is by making a difference. Mm, that's nice. And right now the world is in need of some positive change agents, and 
it's not always the easiest thing for us to live our lives in such a way that it can inspire change, but we do need to have a lot Mm -hmm. more positive influencers on the planet. And I have no idea what this current generation must be going through where there aren't as many inspiring voices in powerful positions of leadership that that's getting the media attention as those that might be sort of challenged by their morals and ethics. And I know that the work that what you're doing, we're going to need to hear and see more of that. You've got an upcoming docu-series entitled, um, is it Thrivers, 21 Days from Survivor? And that's really interesting. Could you tell us Mm -hmm. a little bit about it, when will it be, you know, on the big screens for us to see, and and what can yes. we expect? Well, you must be excited. Please, absolutely. Oh, so excited! This is a dream project. This has been, yeah, life's work, and I have two of the most epic business partners co-creating with me. And we just shot the pilot, so the whole TV series pilot was shot um, in October last year, and so we're in edit with it at the moment. It will be a six-episode, um, a real TV show. We're saying not reality TV because the reality TV that you're telling me is reality is not my reality. So we'll show you what is real for us, which is actually there's transformation happening and the people coming together. So what happens is each season is a story of, of a 21-day experience of a group of active citizens, completely diverse, so entirely mixed group of people from all cultures, creeds, religions, and some internationals and some locals. And we move into a local town, village in, at the moment, South Africa. And we spend one together. And we see how much of a difference we can make if we work together. If the survivor story used to be elimination, elimination, and one person gets to be the winner, we're saying, well, we don't want that story. We want the thriver story where everyone wins together. Now, in terms of that, that's great. That's great. In terms of that, uh, give us um, give us something like that we could really see in the docuseries. Like, will they be going out yes. in just practical day-to-day life experiences and using certain innate values or qualities about them? I mean, what are they going to be doing? Yes. I love your questions. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So so the idea is that we have eight hand-picked thrivors, and mm-hmm. they are different specialities. So there's an innovator, and there's a musician, and there's a storyteller, and there's a dancer, and they all are completely diverse, already masters of skill. And they have to work together to be able to make a difference in the community with what we call the local good doers. So people in the community that we've already identified that are remarkable humans making a difference. Cynthia Tobias, for instance, a beautiful lady who's, as she said the first time we met her, 73 and a half. And for the past 30 years, every single morning she wakes up at 5 o'clock to make a meal for the poorest kids in the community. So mm-hmm. what is that? What does that group of thrivers do when they suddenly have nine different local good doers? Cynthia is just one of them, and they've got to figure out in 21 days how can they support these nine people as much as they can in the next 21 days. And that's not a lot of time, but it's evident for us that actually the real competition in our world right now is ego and time. That's our real mm-hmm. competition. 
Yes, I like that. Because if we can work together, we can remedy Mm -hmm. so much. Yes, yes. So then what you're saying is that the ego is really bringing us apart. Yeah, because even a team that has to work together is faced with, no, I want to do this, and the other group's going, no, I want to do this, and then there's a split in the group, and myself and Torsten, who were hosting, you know, Soul Circus and Drivers, was our biggest thing was to just keep bringing the group back again, and it's like, all right, guys, we're digesting this, and we're releasing this, because we've got to let go of this nonsense that keeps us from existing in our power. And if we come back to our power, we all know that it's unconditional love we need to be practicing. And it's a practice. We haven't got it right yet. But Mm -hmm. we say the acronym for soul is Story of Unconditional Love. That's the ultimate practice. If we could bring the story of unconditional love to the forefront of our human existence, everything would be winning. We're getting there. Of course. I really believe that we're getting there. Me too. I I agree with you. We're definitely getting closer. So in terms of all that you've got on your plate, Nicola, how do you take care of you at a deep level internally? How do you you sustain the soul? My biggest dance is I don't would be even anywhere in my life right now had I not a relationship with God. And for me, that is the source of all. You know, the intermediaries, I I love that there's so much working with us and for us, but ultimately the Alpha and Omega, the source of all, is where I connect. And I spend a lot of time. I remember reading a quote once and I giggled, and it was, was, um, pray so often that when you finally return home to source, that God goes, wow, you kept me busy. <laughs> mm, I love it. <laughs> so, I, <laughs> yeah. so I do I a lot that. of praying and a lot of dancing. I that's my freedom is dancing. Um, I'm very very blessed to to have dance and movement in my life because when it's too much, I just dance it out and it'd be one of my meditations. Right, right. Well, I know you're calling me mm-hmm. from all the way ac- across the world, and there's a lot happening mm-hmm. in South Africa and everywhere in the globe. And mm-hmm. I think having individuals like you that are holding the space in such a sacred way definitely inspires us to be a lot more hopeful about things that are unfolding. It might not be unfolding in the way that we wish it to be, but it's it's going to get better. Are there any sort of a final thoughts or something in the heart that's going on with you that you would love to inspire our audience with. Please share that now if you can. Yeah, thank you. I I feel it's one of the quotes that we hold in the upliftment program and and it it really is humankind be both. And sometimes the human side it just is heavy and hard and there's process and there's feelings and all the rest. And if I'm kind, then I will be kind with myself and I will be kind with others and I will be kind with our world. And we were born to be humankind. And so when the mean comes up, we can just let it go and come back to being kind. Mm, so, sounds good. Yeah, and... Uh, <laughs> I really value and appreciate this time, and I just say so much love to everybody who is listening. 
um, wherever you are, your heart knows. Your heart knows the way to kindness. So we thank you thank for you all so that you're doing. Oh, mm. you're welcome, Carla. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Nicola, for the work that you're doing and the heart that you bring into what you do. And hopefully we'll see you in America soon and we can definitely mm-hmm. collaborate and do a lot more together to make the planet a better place. Yay, that makes me so excited. <laughs> the whole interfaith um, mission has been in my dream board for years and years and years and years, longer than I can count. So I'm thrilled that I get to connect with so many beautiful, soulful humans in this world. And thank you for your wonderful work. I am deeply touched by everything that you've done. Thank you. Mm, thank you so much, Nicola. All the very best. Can you leave us with the best website for our listeners to get in touch with you? Absolutely. And best is nicolajackman.com, and then all the links are there. So, And that's Nicola, N-I-C-O-L-A. Jackman, J-A-C-K-M-A-N dot com, Nicola Jackman dot com. Got it. Perfect. All right. Thank All the very so best much. and make 2020 awesome for you. Yes, 2020. Plenty of <laughs> Take care. good and wonderful. Thank Will do. Received. Bye. Thanks so much. So <laughs> this is the time, folks, that we need to be a little bit more kinder to ourselves and to one another. If we work together, we can make this planet a whole better place. I don't know what's going on with everyone. Come on. We can we can do this, um, and, and it goes to show that there's something within ourselves that we're going to have to change and develop within in order for us to see the world as the beautiful pearl that it can be on the outside. Remember, no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission, and we really are here to love each other the same. As I've been sharing as we started the year, it's time for us to hold Every hour in the hour, some traffic control, just 30 seconds of silence every hour in the hour. Send peace to the self and send peace to our world. Collectively, we can make a difference just through the power of our pure thoughts. Here's Marla Maples, The Pearl. Enjoy. Take care.
I'm Sister Jenna. You've been listening to America Meditating Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Did you enjoy that conversation? Because you can also listen to it on Spotify or in iTunes, 24-7, anytime, anywhere. I do trust we all have inner power to become our very best. When we listen with curiosity to learn more, we grow. So thanks so much for tuning in, and do be easy on yourself. Take care.